Hi, this is Bannon Backus. Before the show, welcome to the second season of The Gone Show. I hope you're doing well. I'm so excited to begin another season. Um, they say that many podcasts stop after seven episodes, and I totally understand that. It's a lot of work, but I have to say it makes me happy to be able to continue the good fight of hopefully putting a smile on your face. And if you're at all interested in putting a smile on my face, consider taking a moment and rating, reviewing, or subscribing to The Gone Show on Apple Podcasts or whichever other service you might use to listen to the show, and following either The Gone Show or or BoomTube on Facebook. Those sorts of things really do help us out, and like I said, they would make me smile. So thanks again for listening, and enjoy this first episode of Season 2 of The Gone Show. Welcome to Season 2 of The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I continue to explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. On tonight's episode, there are 500 reasons to listen. That's right, we'll be talking about the $500 bill. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening, listeners, and thank you so much for joining us this evening for the premiere of The Gone Show's second season. Tonight, it's my pleasure to welcome back my guests, Jay Stewart, John Mad Jack Mitten, and Orson Escanaba. For those who might be joining us for the first time, Jay is a brain in a jar. A pleasant evening to you. Thanks, Jay. You too. Our next returning guest, John, passed away in the United Kingdom in 1834 and now manifests himself as an oversized mouth and mustache. I'm the popular one. You're something. And Mr. Escanaba is a yeti. Am I also popular? I demand to know. Rest assured, you're something, too. Now, those longtime listeners know that we're no strangers to getting sidetracked. So before we get to tonight's topic, I'm dying to hear about your time in the Himalayas, Jay. My brother Jay, son of Stuart performed admirably. Uh, thank you, Orson, and thank you for asking. Yes, it was one of the great experiences of my life. You knew I've been so blasted busy. I'd forgotten that you had gone to, where was it, the Hamptons. Get over it, John. You know damn well where Jay went. And for anyone else who might need to be brought up to speed, Jay recently got back from a remote location in Asia where he attended a ceremony to become a member of Mr. Escanaba's tribe, the tribe of Escanaba. So tell us all about it, Jay. Well, it began with Orson presenting me to the elders of the Council of Frost and making the 
case for my becoming a member of his tribe, and I must say I was overwhelmed by the generosity of Orson's words. It is not generous to be truthful. And, Jay, I don't want to be too much like a kid in a candy store, but I understand that you were able to record some audio of the ceremony for us. Yes, one of my assistants was able to make some recordings. I believe it's been set up for you, and as a matter of fact... The first recording is of the elders announcing that they would allow me to participate in the initiation. Okay, let's listen. Jay, son of Stuart. Wow. The howling that you just heard is known as the Declaration of Dread. It announces that one has begun a journey toward becoming a warrior. And I believe they made their point. So after this, the actual initiation began? Uh, that's correct. Uh, the initiation took place over the course of three days. On the first day, I was required to make my way across a nearly frozen lake and then warm myself by bathing in blood. It is my honor to say that my brother Jay made it to the other side of the Lake of Numbness quicker than any Yeti in history. And here I was, thinking that you'd suffer from brain freeze. I was fortunate. My neural containment system has a buoyant base, and I was able to use my thermal exhaust port for rudimentary propulsion. Nicely done, Jay. Uh, thank you. And I think that the next piece of audio you have is from the bath. All right, let's hear that. Is the yak blood too warm? No, thank you. It's just the way I like it. So what happened on the second day? Uh, the second day was a day of combat. You were expected to fight a yeti? Yes. Ew, I absolutely must hear about this. Yes, I was expected to face off against a yeti. But the objective of this contest is for the combatant to earn the respect of the warrior, not necessarily defeat the warrior. And you can hear what transpired if you'd like. Yeah, okay. Here's Jay facing off against a yeti. Where is the challenger? Hiding already? <laughs> Lower your gaze. You are the challenger? <laughs> 
And what is it that you intend to fight with, Brain in Jar? Only my wits, and maybe a surprise or two. <laughs> the rumors are true. You are plucky, aren't you? Okay, Brain in Jar, you have my respect. And you mine. Jay, this is going to sound really immature, but that was one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Well, it's nice of you to say so. My brother Jay earned the respect of a warrior during initiation in less time than any other yeti. I must admit, he is plucky. And that just leaves the last day of your initiation, right, Jay? Uh, yes, and I must say, day three was relatively relaxing. It started out with a tattoo. You got a tattoo? Uh, well, technically, no. My lack of skin prevented me from being given an actual tattoo. So one of the Yeti was kind enough to carve a design into my neural containment system. It's on the side if you'd like to take a look. Yeah, let's see. Oh, wow. That's great. Listeners, Jay's engraving is in the shape of an icicle being plunged into a heart. The detail is actually quite incredible. Um, I had no idea the Yeti were such accomplished artists. All artists are warriors. And that concluded the initiation? Uh, not quite. Uh, the engraving took only a short while to complete, so the remainder of the last day was devoted to Guggy. Yes, Guggy. And if I remember correctly, Guggy is a type of alcoholic beverage? Yes. It's made from the fermented blood of snow leopards and rhododendron. Just the thing after in engraving. I believe the last recording we have is from the end of that third day. Okay, let's listen. Jay, Jay, the brain in jar, he is warrior. Jay, the brain, bringer of pain. Jay, Jay, the brain in jar. They gave you your own song. Yes, I can't say that I condone its message, but I must say it is rather catchy. They gave him his own song. Well, congratulations, Jay, and thanks so much for sharing this amazing experience with us. We need to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll dive into tonight's topic. They gave the brain in a jar his own song. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there, and that is especially true for those dogs who suffer from CPB, or canine pattern baldness. That's why those amazing miracle workers at RonCon are proud to offer you the WAG. For centuries, mankind has had the wig, 
But now man's best friend has the wag. Just as the wig conceals baldness for humans, the wag conceals bald spots on dogs. The wag comes in convenient squares, allowing you to simply cut out a piece that matches the bald spot on your dog. After cutting, just peel off the backing on your piece, exposing a layer of all-natural adhesive, and apply the wag to Fido's bald spot. It's that simple. And of course, the wag's synthetic but safe hair comes in a variety of lengths and a variety of colors. Look for the wag wherever quality pet supplies are sold. The wag, another absolutely necessary product from Roncon. Welcome back to The Gone Show. Welcome back to The Gone Show. Jay Stewart, brother to the Yeti, John Mitten, and Orson Escanaba are here in the studio with me tonight. And it's past time we begin to discuss tonight's topic, which is America's $500 bill. Dollars. That is what you call money. Correct. And $500 is quite a lot of money. Only to some people. To others, like myself, you wipe your mustache with $500 bills after eating filet mignon. Really? Well, I suppose that means that you're ready to pay me back the money that you owe me. Well, you know, a certain amount of exaggeration is to be expected when discussing money matters, so... Uh Uh-huh. Now, like Jay said, $500 is still a lot of money today, which, in doing my due diligence before the show, had me surprised to learn that the $500 bill was first introduced way back during the Civil War. Uh, That is a surprise. Yeah, and according to my research, the Department of the Treasury's Bureau of Engraving and Printing printed $500 bills until 1945. Now, here's a pop quiz for everyone. What president's portrait was featured on the $500 bill beginning in 1928? That would be President William McKinley. Uh, that's right. President William McKinley, the 25th president. How did you know that, John? I happened to notice his portrait while cleaning my mustache with his face. Well, now I don't know what to believe. Isn't the unknown thrilling? Anyway, after the printing of $500 bills stopped in 1945, they were taken out of circulation in 1969, and because of that, any $500 bill received on behalf of a Federal Reserve Bank is required to be destroyed. And why would your people destroy your own money? Well, a dollar is really just a Federal Reserve note. It's really just a piece of paper. It has no inherent value. It's essentially an IOU. What is an IOU? I demand to know. An IOU is like a debt. Your people pay each other with debt. 
Ridiculous. Nonsense. Yeah, kind of. Do yourself a favor, Frosty. Don't try to understand the Yanks. The British do it too, John. And that's your excuse. All right. As we begin to wrap things up, I should mention that, based upon my research, the reason for the $500 bill being taken out of circulation was due in part to both the advancement of banking technology, especially when it comes to transfers, as well as efforts to curb illegal activity. Your entire monetary system sounds as though it should be illegal. There is much that you could learn from the Yeti. That may be true. And on that note, I'll bank on saying thank you to both my guests and listeners. While we're at it, your puns should be illegal too. Thanks for joining us for the premiere of our second season. Until next time, good evening and good gone. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show is a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.